This is a special personalized cold open for uh, my fellow graduates from the Georgetown Emergency and Disaster Management Program. We just had graduation this past weekend, and it was great to see everyone and uh, hear all the stories that everyone's had over the past uh, six months as they've uh, taken their degrees and gone out and done stuff. So again, congratulations to all the all my fellow graduates from Georgetown EDM, and I uh, look forward to hearing about great things from uh, y'all in the future and or just keeping in touch even if you aren't doing those greatest of things. So anyways, uh, congratulations, everyone, and uh, keep it up. everyone welcome to episode 21 of the disaster dads thank you for joining us uh, and listening to us on whatever podcast device you are joining us with um, again this is your host eric and i am excited and glad to be joined by the rest of the disaster dads with frank dan joe and rob we are uh, thankful for your patronage and look forward to seeing your review notes on itunes and or Google Play, depending on where you get us. Uh, you can visit us at Disaster Dads on the Twitters and the Facebooks and DisasterDads.com to see some of the show notes that we'll be putting up for this episode and all past episodes. You can download them there. So, again, uh, check us out, and thanks for joining us. So this week, um, I'm going to just be turning it over to Dan. You know, um, he's been taking us down the road of some fun water uh, emergencies, and we had some uh, great conversation and good view- viewer feedback regarding our uh, safety around the pool episode last week. And so Dan's got some additional follow-up and an episode on what to do when there's water everywhere. So uh, with little ado, because I atten- apparently tend to step on people's uh, fun introductions that they have planned, I'm just going to do my little bit and then turn it over to Dan and the other dads and say, uh, this ride's going to be fun. So, Dan? All right. Welcome to Splash Mountain. Uh, so, first of all, quick update Quick update on the, uh, on the, on the uh, pool safety episode from last week. Um, wanted to thank one of our loyal listeners for sending in a really good note um, that we should have mentioned last week, which is, um, if you have little ones at home, if you have a pool or any type of water feature in your, on your property, um, if the kids go missing and you can't find them anywhere, check the pool first or check the water first, um, just in case of, uh, worst case scenario. So, uh, big thanks to Dave Schild for sending that one in. Uh, we, we appreciate it muchly. Is that uh, who that was from? I don't know. It was from somebody. I can't remember who. I thought it was Schilt. Yeah, I'm not sure that was that note. We'll, we'll get back to We'll put that in the show notes on the page once we uh, once we check through our viewer mail. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. There's too much of it. I, I don't have that kind of time. But. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, so today we're going to talk about a slightly less enjoyable uh, water activity. Than uh, drowning? Water. <laughs> uh which is water in the basement or, or water in the house. He thinks I'm a uh, problem child. Come on. We're going to get flooded with calls on this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's been thinking that one all week. Uh, Let's just dive it. into it, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Look, guys, we got to just keep, yeah, we got to just keep treading water on this one until we get through it. The jokes are flooding in. Uh, Come on, sell away. Let's just go. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. All right. We're already we're already neck deep into it, so let's just keep going. And it All right. is your own so, definition. Uh, 
Water, water in the basement. This is this is a little different than some of our other recent topics, which are talking about sort of when you go out of the house to to deal with things, whether it be travel or going to the beach or going to um, uh, some other event. Uh, this is about doing stuff in the house, and this is something where there's actually you have an, a bit more of an ability to um, to prepare and to think through uh, exactly how you might deal with it. Uh, so that's both, um, beneficial, uh, but also, you know, can be annoying because if this is something that you've had to deal with on more than one occasion, as I have, uh, it's never, it's never fun. Um, so I know at least one, two, three of us have dealt with water, uh, in a structure, uh, with some, some regularity or at least with some, uh, recent history. I think the most recent person here with uh, water in a structure story would be Frank, uh, who sent us some fantastic pictures about, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, Frank? Yeah, two weeks ago. So do you want to walk us through uh, your adventure? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh, my office building, uh, it's about uh, 40 or 50 years old, um, came in on Monday morning, and I'm a Moy and I get a phone call from the uh, from my boss who said, "Are you at the office building yet? Uh, the basement's completely flooded with water. The um, somehow over the weekend, um, late Sunday night, early Sunday well, Monday morning, a pipe burst in the mechanical room. Um, some pump failed, and the um, all the water alarms that would have sounded the, an alert failed." Um, ended up being under about four and a half feet of water. Uh, the entire mechanical room, it seeped out into the elevator shafts. And then oh, out of the front of the building, there's an access yeah, point. Um, this is worse with than like I a thought. Well. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of water in there. Um, and so, and we can put these up in the show notes. Quick, quick aside then, your photos, which were crazy, didn't do this justice. No, I, I couldn't get close. I, I didn't want to right. get into there. Yeah, because, you can't get. Yeah. Holy so moly. I just tried to reach my phone in and, and snap a couple of photos. But yeah, yeah. Um, four and a half feet of water, the elevator shafts. So the reason somebody noticed it is because they came in the building, got in the elevator to go up to the fourth floor, and they heard water running in the elevator. And they got up to the fourth floor and they couldn't find the building janitor. Um, when they finally found him, he walked down about this was about nine o'clock. In the morning, he walked down to the basement and opened the mechanical room door, and there's water. Um, apparently, somebody actually had to grab him because he was going to start wading into the water to see where it was coming from. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, First tip, gonna, that's a bad idea. Scene, yeah. We're going to get into scene safety uh, <laughs> so, a little later the, in the episode. The one thing I, I'm extremely shocked about, the water had come up and was actually... Um, over the bottom line of the um, electrical panel boxes. Yeah. So the water was touching the electrical panels, and there's multiple of them in there, and the power in that room was still on. Wow. Um, so they, and presumably they, in the rest of the building because nobody was complaining about it. Yeah, the power was on throughout the building. Um, so they first thing they do, they were going back and forth on what they need to do. Um, finally, somebody said, just call the fire department. And um, they, uh, 
they're trying to find the non-emergency number because they didn't want the fire department to respond priority one. They didn't want um, <laughs> they didn't want somebody coming lights and sirens for water in the basement. So fire department gets there, they take one look in it, and they're like, "We have a little small pump. We'll try to pump some of this water out, but um, it's going to be a while." Right. And I mean, quick uh, note. I mean, this is a public building that you work in. Yes, it is a public building. So it's not a private uh, private office building. No, so we had to uh, we had to evacuate the building, shut it down because nobody could go in and work there. They actually shut the water off to the building. So I um, would hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shut the water off to the building, so no water, no sprinkler systems, no toilets, no um, fountains, nothing like that. But they kept yeah. the electricity uh, on, right? But they kept the electricity on, and this was going on throughout the thing. And I kept telling the guys, "Why aren't you throwing away, or why aren't you turning off the power?" Uh, to the building, but apparently the building managers didn't think it was necessary to turn the uh, to turn the power off the building. <laughs> Sorry for our podcast listeners, just to put a little de- all the guffaws you hear. Frank was getting very serious, and he was really getting into it, and somehow tapped his mobile device, and it went flying off the table. And but he didn't seem to notice, and just kept going. It was strong. He it was strong story game, Frank. Also, yeah, your, beard's are fifth, your beard's our sixth guest on the podcast tonight. Uh, Nothing but professionalism tonight, as <laughs> always. Microphone. Guys, fine, fine-tuned machine. <laughs> we are a fine-tuned machine, but no. We're so, running like a 30-year-old sump pump. So, so, <laughs> That's pretty much what I have in my base, basement at work is a 30-year-old sump pump. Yep. Not anymore. So, Not anymore. so That gets replaced. That, well, uh, you know, that's that, crazy. And by the way, a, and so a... A former colleague of ours, in in truly fantastic um, footwear, responds with uh, with an old with a rig that we all know and love, uh, the light and air unit, to uh, to pump out your uh, your basement there, right? Yeah, not optimism. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the the no, the he career, pumped it the, good. The career staff was there, and they put this little pump in, and then they leave. They're like, there's nothing we can do. And I said on the way out, do you mind just asking for the light and air unit to come here to help us out? So our, our friend, uh, dear friend and colleague, from former colleague from the uh, fire department comes out, drops in two sump pumps, and uh, and away we go. And took about two and a half hours to get all that water out of the basement. Damn. But um, the, the, the two things, um, actually three things that, that – just stuck out in my mind. The janitor comes in at six o'clock in the morning and if he done a walk around the building, like he was supposed to, he would yeah. have found the water yeah. and would have been able to s- stop a lot of the damage. Um, they never bothered shutting the electricity off to the building. And even, even after they sent everybody home, people stayed in the building all day long to work. Yep. Yep. So, so, yeah, so that's that's actually really instructive. Thank you, Frank, for, for giving us that shout that rundown because it hits on like four or five different things that we're going to talk about tonight in in the app in the episode. So, you know, before we even get into how water is getting into your basement, to harp on a couple of things that uh, Frank just talked about, um, the first thing that we should we, that I would just say is. And because I know we all nerd out on this to some extent, is know your house. And when I say that, I mean know where the important systems are that you need in order to 
respond to this type of event. So that means, uh, do you have a sump pump? Where's the inlet? Where does the water go in to get pumped out? Where does it pump the water to once it gets out of the house? That was an issue for us when we moved in the first time that water flooded into our basement. Um, can you access where it pumps to easily? Uh, and then <clears throat> also, more importantly, um, where are the electrical and water shutoffs? Yeah. And so for the electrical, that basically means the panel. You know, where's your, your where are your circuit breakers? Are they properly labeled? Do you know how to shut off the power to uh, various parts of your house? Have you tried to do it? Have you yeah. ch checked it to make sure you know how that works? And then for water, you know, similarly, um, you know, I wouldn't say that at the first drop of trouble you have to go out and shut off the entire water service to your house. But do you know how to turn off the water service to a faucet, to a toilet? to your, your kitchen sink, to your dishwasher? Do you know where all of those systems run to? Do you know where uh, the, the air vent on your house is for your toilet? You know, these are all things that you can figure out pretty e You could get all of those things checked off with a little bit of time on Google and maybe an hour walking around your house. Yeah, yeah. But then <clears throat> I would also add to that, Dan, as you do that walk around, you know, bring little I mean, every house has them if you have a sort of a crafty individual somewhere, like a little chalkboard or something that you can write what this valve goes to. I mean, you see them yes. when you go through a commercial building, you know, main drain valve, whatever. So you can get something like that or just sticky note or tape or something so you can put it on each one. Because when it comes down to it, some of these are all in kind of the same general area often. So you yeah. want to make sure you have the right one. I, I would suggest not a sticky note. I would say well, tie yeah. it on with a string, like a, like get like a yard sale tag or something like that, and then write it with either like a Sharpie or a grease pencil, something that's not going to, if water were to come everywhere or to start spraying everywhere, if there's some sort of catastrophic failure, um, that you would still be able to view it. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's a great idea. I'm a big fan of labeling, um, that kind of stuff. We have that all over our house. Your pan your electrical panel should be, um, should be labeled. Uh, it may or may not be, um, that can, we'll, we'll get into that one a bit more when we get to the generators episode, which is coming up, uh, within the next two years. Uh, and so, um, <laughs> we're ambitious. Well, until yeah. we get so to that we'll, episode, we'll, we'll, so stay tuned. Yeah. But stay the, tuned for that. Until we but talk so, about more, you can actually have an electrician come in and do that. That's something they can do to check it, or you can do it yourself with a couple tools that we'll talk about, but that's something you should do. Our house is so old that it had been renovated so much. None of the labels matched anything yes. at all. And so an afternoon yeah, and, you can do it. Yep. And, and by the way, some of the things that will be on the same circuit will not necessarily make sense. That's what we discovered <laughs> oh, in our house. Yeah. Meaning like basement, bathroom, master bathroom, same circuit. Sure. Oh, and also all of the exterior plugs, same yeah. circuit as the master bathroom and the, and the basement bathroom. Yep. Uh, anyway, so thinking of, so the way that I sort of put together the outline for this is let's think about. You discover water coming into your ba basement. What's the short-term response? What's the medium-term response? What's the long-term response? The overarching thought process that you should always have when you're dealing with something like this is um, safety. Safety for you, safety for your family. 
if it's a serious problem with your house, have everyone else leave. You know, it, it might annoy you. It might annoy the, the your significant other and your kids to have to get up in the middle of the night because it's always going to be the middle of the night when something like this happens. Um, to get up and get out, but it's much more important to keep you and the you and your your loved ones safe. Houses can get fixed. It might cost a fuck ton of money, but it'll houses can get fixed. Yeah. It is far harder to repair a person, thank you Republican Congress, uh, <laughs> than it is to repair a person. So, uh, or repair a basement. So, always think safety first. But so, okay, worst hap- worst case happens. There's crazy rain going on, there's flooding in your area, or you discover a plumbing failure. What is the first thing you should do? Well, this might seem sort of simple, but it actually is going to inform a lot of what you do moving forward, which is figure out where the water's coming from. Is it rain? Is it flooding? Is it a plumbing failure? Because it's going to impact how you respond in the short term in terms of stopping the water from getting into your house, but it's also going to play a role in what I'm calling sort of the medium to long term, meaning is it covered by insurance? One of the things that we discovered is rainwater into your basement, unless you have very specific flood insurance, is not covered. You are SOL if you just have standard homeowners coverage. What ended up allowing us to actually repair a lot of the stuff we had ignored from a couple of rain floods was we had a catastrophic failure of a plumbing fixture in our basement Mm -hmm. that ended up flooding our entire basement and plumbing failures are covered by just sort of general non-specific homeowners insurance. So that allowed us to get professionals out to, and we'll get into professional versus do it yourself. But basically if your insurance will cover for professionals to come out, do it. Um, if you're paying out of pocket, try and do it yourself is sort of the, my, my thought process. Uh, very expensive. Another thing there on the insurance too. Um, the one time our basement did flood, um, it was a sewage backup. And because it came through the, because it came through the drains, um, in the basement, uh, that was covered by the insurance. Yeah. So my, my question though, go ahead, Frank, where is your your backup drain, your airway, whatever they call it. Is it inside the house or outside? It's inside. Okay. Oh. Here's the trick. If you're, it's an airway drain, I think that's what it's called. If that's inside your house, you're covered. If it's outside your house, not necessarily. Because that's what I ran into. By only so, eight okay. inches, it's still outside the house, Rob? Yep. Oh. Right, yeah. Right Total. outside the door versus right inside the door. Is, uh, yep. I don't even think so. that drain in your house is eight inches. That's at least like just like four. It's like a misplacement. <laughs> I got that yeah. drain's number now, though. Come <laughs> on. So, so the first pro- the first step is identifying the source. The second step is going to be stopping the water from getting into your house. So, if it's rainwater, if it's coming down from rain, because that's that was the most common occurrence in our basement, which is. We would get really hard rains a couple times a year, and we would end up getting – there's clearly a crack in our foundation somewhere in one particular room in our basement, and we would just get water up basically effectively through the floor because the walls would be dry, um, but we, we would have water in our basement. Or it would overwhelm our gutter system in the backyard, and it would, it would basically 
flood over the um, the over the, the sides of the mm-hmm. and it would run down the side of the house and go right along the foundation. Enough would cut, you know, the ground would become saturated. It would come up, up and under. Uh, we would occasionally get a Finding Nemo scenario, like an aquarium scenario, in one of the window wells in our basement, and that's where a shop vac really comes in handy. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. But so the initial, the 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 next initial step is stopping the water. So one thing that we did when we got the rainwater in that basically put us over the edge and made us invest in a new, um, getting a new gutter system installed. Um, I busted out one of our favorite response tools here at Disaster Dads, which is a grommeted tarp, yeah. and basically, un- with some 550 paracord and some very inventive rigging, um, underneath our gutters. And I think at the time I actually sent pictures of this to the Disaster Dads, bragging about it. Uh, a a system to sort of create a slope away from the house with the tarp. Uh, so that when the water would overflow the gutters, it would then get pushed away from the house. Nice. Um, lucky for us, the area of the, of the foundation that was always impacted was directly underneath our deck, uh, which meant either doing something like that with a tarp or crawling underneath the deck, which has like a three-foot clearance um, in the in the middle of a monsoon rainstorm. So, Isn't uh, you just tie a cord to one of the kids and say, go? Yeah, oh, I- I could honestly, my my two and a half year old. You guys have all met her. She'd do it, man. She's a she's a friggin. She would throw the safety cord back at you. Yeah, yeah she would. She'd go in with go a dagger style. in her teeth. She'd go in pirate style with a dagger in her teeth. Uh, anyway, um, so get you know, figure out where the water is going. If there's something you can do to get the water away from the foundation, do that. If it's a plumbing fail, shut off the water. What the one of the where we actually ended up replacing most of the flooring in our basement with basically water impervious tile that looks like hardwood. Um, it, we got a catastrophic failure in one of our sinks in the basement, uh, and I woke up at about six in the morning on a Sunday, and I heard our sump pump just kicking on and off, kicking on and off. So I walked downstairs, and our entire basement had about an inch of water in it. But it was because the bathroom in our basement's sink, uh, I went up to it and I spun it to turn off the water, and the thing just spun free like it wasn't attached. So I went under, I turned off, I killed the water to that fixture, that stopped it uh, and stopped the water from coming in. Again, just to harp on it because this is really important to all of our listeners, um, think about scene safety. If water is coming into your basement because it's a torrential downpour, thunderstorm, hailstorm, if there's flooding in your area, think about whether you need to go, whether you can actually do anything to impact it in the short term. And if it's not realistic, don't go outside. Think about scene safety, which is the term that we would always use in the firehouse. If you can't, if it's dangerous for you to go outside, just wait. You know, shop vacs can be used uh, better to um, make sure that you're safe and your family's safe uh, than to risk it. But if it's possible, do it. So once you've sort of stopped or at least minimized the amount of water coming into your basement, we got to talk about cleanup. Yes. And cleanup, this is where um, having 
a few tools, making a little bit of investment, thinking about it ahead of time can really be helpful. The number one tool that is really useful is a wet dry. People call it a couple of different things. A wet dry vac, a shop vac. uh, We call ours R2D2. Yeah, exactly. So this is a really just brutally effective tool at at cleaning up water. What what I discovered is I've actually gone through two different versions because I got a free one that was sort of a POS when I moved into the house for my in-laws. And then I ended up upgrading, which is uh, the, the, the one that I actually still keep in my basement for emergencies is very small. It's actually it's only a six-gallon uh, wet vac. So basically, if you think of like – it's basically like a Homer bucket, like a Home Depot bucket yeah. with a shop vac thing on top. So it's, it's a lot smaller than what you normally see nowadays at Home Depot. But even there, once that gets filled up, it's really hard to manipulate. So if you're using one of the bigger, you know, like Tool Time with Tim Taylor versions, don't let it fill oh up God, before I you try and empty it. I have about this show for so long. <laughs> I'm just, I'm bringing the heat today, Eric. That what can I great. say? great. Well done. So, Sorry. Anyway, um, if you have one of the big guys, which I do now, don't let it fill all the way up because it will... It gets really heavy to uh, to empty and to deal with. But so a shop vac is a great tool. Why is Joe? Why is Joe shaking his head like that? There's no double entendre there. Dan has one of the big guys, and it's really hard to empty. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you could. You're a dirty man. You're a dirty man, Joe. Uh, yeah. Okay. I almost called you by I... Yeah. All right. a, gallon of, a gallon of water is eight pounds. So if you have a fifteen gallon shop vac, let's throw some science at it. Science, science, science. Science, science, science. It's heavy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, but actually, the one of the so what I will do usually we haven't had the problem since we've taken a few preventative steps, but uh, recently, knock on wood. But um, the uh, what I would do when we would confront this a couple times a year is. I would turn on the shop vac and I would leave the intake, the, the shop vac hose right by the deepest part of the basement, the deepest part of the water in the basement to suck all of it up because that would slow down the spread of the water to other parts of the basement. Yeah. And then the tool that I actually, it took me like five years to figure out that this thing was freaking great at dealing with water is we have one of those, it looks like a stand-up vacuum cleaner, but it's a home uh, carpet shampoo machine like a carpet cleaner oh so it has two cycles which is like one of those dr rug things you can rent at giant yeah exactly like i think ours is a bissell but like there's a bunch of different brands that are out there there are two cycles the first is you load the cleaning mixture into one and it's got two tanks on it yeah you load the mixture into one tank for the first and that and that you put it in and you're basically putting liquid into the carpet if you then run it dry so there's no liquid in, in it at all for the second cycle, it will suck up whatever liquid is, and Joe's going to love this, it will suck up whatever liquid is in the carpet uh, and basically remove the water. And because we had some carpeting that we would have to move out once when water would come in and it would get really heavy, um, running this vacuum, this sort of like uh, vacuum or uh, carpet cleaner over it a few times would actually make it take enough water out of it that you can move it without killing yourself. So that actually, that would actually, if you ran it over wet uh, flooring, 
would take it down to dry flooring. I mean, it's, it was brutally effective at taking, taking water up. So that was something that we had that um, I think we've used to actually clean our carpets once in seven years, but I've used it like five <laughs> times to get water out of my basement. So um, that, that is something to think about. The other thing that's very useful if you're, whenever you're using either of those tools is to have some Home Depot, like Homer buckets, the orange buckets you can get for like a buck because um, all of these tools will fill up very quickly. And if you just drain them, rather than carrying it all the way to either the sump pump or to the bathtub, which was another one that I would use to drain water out, uh, you just empty them into the into the Homer bucket. Then you have someone else, like your spouse, take the Homer buckets away and empty them out. You can keep working. You can keep the machinery going faster. So that was something that we used. The other thing that I discovered after tripping a couple circuits is um, – First of all, you know, for all of these electrical tools, um, you're going to need to run them to power, run them upstairs, or run them to where there's not water if it's if it's on the ground floor of your house. Again, this uh, is where knowing your wiring will come in handy because sometimes the wiring right. in the basement so I would actually just run them, stuff in upstairs. Right. I would actually run them to, to different circuits. Yeah. Uh, we had enough extension cords that we could do that and invest in a few... They're not that ex- – I mean, they're pricey, but they're not that pricey because you don't have to buy them over and over again. Um, get some good extension cords, heavy-duty, three-prong uh, extension cords. You know, you can get them at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever you – whatever. 12 or 14-gauge. You care about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you look in the there 20, are ones $25 range. Yeah, there are ones now – basically, it's like 50 cents to a buck a foot is a good way to think about the pricing based on my research. And it's worth getting at least one really nice or more pricey um, extension cord. One of the, a couple of, uh, some of them now actually have a feature where if there's power running through it, there will be a light at the male end or at the female end yeah. that will light up. So you know that you still have power. Um, that's a good thing to have for a variety of uses. But um, for this one in particular, if you're dealing with potentially tripped circuits, uh, it's good to know if it's a problem with a power cord or with the machine that you're using. Yep. So um, have those. So like we'll we'll run extension cords to a couple different circuits if we have if we have water in the basement. Um, and then again, just not that we're trying to harp on it, but scene safety sort of take I guess three at this point. Uh, <laughs> wet stuff is heavy stuff. So be really careful when you're moving stuff out of your basement. Uh, Rob learned this the hard way, helping me move some furniture out of my basement. Uh, gosh, this was probably six years ago now at, that, at this point. Um, but, um, you know, when stuff gets waterlogged, whether it's carpet or cardboard boxes or furniture or whatever, it's going to get a lot heavier a lot faster. Um, so be careful. Lift with your legs use more than one person to move something if it if it seems heavy yada 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 and this is where uh, we talked about putting it down this you know the uh, bathtub or whatever if you're able to to find a spot where you can dump it inside rather than having to haul the way all the way outside if your drains can handle it if that's not where it's coming from like i have a basement sink right. that's not attached to any of the system it's so old it actually just drains into a ravine in the backyard you can just Perfect. dump stuff into that oh yeah a lot of codes that aren't met in this household. Nice. But, um, 
Yeah. What's so it's just code? nice. What codes? It's nice yeah. to know where some of that kind of stuff is in case you ever need it. Yeah. Um, the other um, the other things that I use for immediate water in the basement first is um, I actually went out. This was one of the best tools I ever got. It's super cheap, which is the um, broom handle squeegees that we all used to use and know and love. Uh, every Saturday when we would do the floors of the firehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a sump pump in our house, I could get a lot of water that I could basically just push to our sump pump uh, drain in our basement, in the unfinished part of our basement, and get the water out that way. No muss, no fuss. Very easy, very quick to do. Where does your sump pump drain, do you know? <laughs> yes. So Into the pool. Before I fixed it, <laughs> God, that would be brilliant. <laughs> God, that would be brilliant. But anyway. Um, I'm not swimming in that. Right. But uh, before I before I fixed it, the sump pump drain would go um, – it would go – it went about eight inches out from our house, away from the foundation, and then straight down, right by a window well that had a crack in it. Oh. So, as you might imagine, that was somewhat counterproductive Use in the water. water removal genre. Yeah. So, I actually went in one summer, and my brother-in-law and I ran an extension on our sump pump drain. So, it now goes out and empties into one of our gutter downspouts that has one of those stone um, oh, yeah. sort of extenders on it uh, to push it away from the the house. But that's a great point, because we were pushing water into our sump pump and it was running out and we just get, we started getting water through a window well and we're like, God damn it. We were getting water out of the foundation. Now we got water coming in through a goddamn window. Where is that coming from? Yeah. Son of a bitch. (laughs) So, uh, my brother-in-law actually, I was stuck coming home on a, on a commuter train at this point, uh, on this particular adventure crawled under and basically used the hose from a surplus shop back that we had at home to sort of jury rig an extension. And then the next dry day we went in and and put in a a real extension. But, um, so shout out to Tad on that one. But, uh, so squeegee to this, to the sump pump is a great, is a great tool. Um, the other thing that we did that I discovered fairly early on is, um, create sort of like a sandbag, uh, you know, create a sandbag effect, which is you take towels, you roll them up really tight, even two or three together into a roll, put them at the doorway of the room that's flooding into the next room in the basement to try and minimize the the, the square footage of where the water is. Because as counterintuitive as this might sound, actually having slightly deeper water in one room is easier to deal with than not that much water in the entire goddamn fucking basement so um that actually ended up helping quite a bit especially once you start to figure out the systems that you have where we would get the you know the carpet vacuum and the chop vac going and everything having it all just in one space where it was pretty deep was uh was pretty beneficial joe i hope you liked that it was pretty deep so if you want to go so if you want to go high end on your basement renovation by all means make it like bulkheads on a navy ship yeah, that, that won't cost you anything. No, not at all. And so, uh, and then the other thing that we would do once we got the majority of the water up is we have de- two dehumidifiers, just sort of the buy them at Walmart, twenty buck dehumidifiers. We actually have one where I took a gar- 
most dehumidifiers when you buy them they have they have the box in the dehumidifier that you can just run as a standalone they also have a screw cap uh on the back oh. and if you unscrew you can screw in basically a garden hose i didn't know that onto <laughs> it so i took an old garden hose that wasn't quite up for service anymore and created a run from a dehumidifier to our sump pump oh. in our basement nice where I would basically just have that during wet times, during, <laughs> Joe's just loving this, uh, during wet times, uh, and basically we just have it running full blast 24-7, the thought being the drier I could get the basement, uh, the better I would be if, if, uh, if water ended up coming in, because there would be more work for it to do in that first room it came into. It wouldn't already be really damp, uh, or as Joe would call it, really moist, and uh, then uh, I would have a little more time to try and deal with it. But so both preventative and then once you deal with a major flood, having dehumidifiers down there um, is really going to help you a lot on the on the uh, mold in the long term. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Or on the back end, as Joe might call it. <laughs> Joe, you have some issues that we weren't aware of. <laughs> I'm glad Dan's bringing them to so, our attention. Um, so, yeah. on Dan's, the more, on the more, on the no more projection here, on the sort of what I would call. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I'll give you, I'll give you equal time to respond. <laughs> no, okay. Hearing so, nothing. For the more, for the more sort of medium term, once we started figuring out what conditions would create water coming into our basement and how we could respond to it. Um, one of the things that we ended up doing was replacing the gutters on our house because what we discovered in our backyard was just because our gutters had probably been up there for 20 years at that point, um, they weren't angled properly anymore, meaning the downspout was the high point of the system where it should be the low point of the system where yeah. water would flow to it. So we ended up replacing our all of our gutters, which was um, very beneficial the other thing oh, that that, did, that is money well spent. The least, yeah. at a rainstorm, I, was, I, I was shocked by how not expensive not, that yeah. was. Yeah, it is much more affordable than you think. Yeah, and I did not do it just to be on the just to be one hundred percent clear. I paid some strangers oh, I, to come and I do that at my house. To do it too, and they yeah, my and I was shocked by how. Um, I mean, I think it was under two grand to do our entire house. Well, mine, don't was they roll under, up? mine was under one. And they'd mine roll up in a white van with no windows, yeah. and you're yeah. going to let them take over your house without an issue. They're just, going, yeah. they're just going up on the roof. It's not a big deal. Right. And so, but one one thing to think about, actually, when you're doing, if you're going to do a, a, a refurb on your gutters, which is, um, seriously, if you, there's no reason not to do it. Move from a three by two downspout to yeah. a four by three downspout because you actually double your capacity in the downspout because you go from six to twelve, even though uh, six to twelve square inches. So because of math, so that's I think all. You did that, didn't you, Rob? You guys upgraded to a larger <clears throat> Our, system yeah. in general, not just downspouts. The downspouts are three by five. So you can yep. slide a uh, oh wow three by five and the the gutters themselves are are five and a half yeah so these move a massive amount of water now that doesn't mean 
you can just let them go free. I do. Right. I am pretty crazed with maintaining them um, yep. because, of course, where the problem is, where the biggest problem is in the gutters is the corner over where my exterior airway drain is. So that's exactly where I want a problem is over a drain. Yeah. Yep. So. So well, I'll I'll talk about my gutters for an entire episode. I'm, I'm <laughs> extremely happy when I hear the drain just coming down through those gutters. It is just yeah. money well spent. So um, the other thing that you can do, and this is way cheaper than than even brand new gutters, is um, extenders. And these come in various shapes and sizes, and we use all of them at our house. The first is just the plastic they look like big bendy straw bendy straw kind of things big black corrugated tubes yeah yeah big black tubes just like joe wanted to talk about uh so uh we Put them have on all the downspouts. those on all of our on all of our downspouts um it's a great way to just continue the keep the, getting the water away from the foundation because again the 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 real the 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 real solution here is you want to keep as much water away from the foundation of your house as possible. And, and so, by all means, push all that water towards your neighbors. Yes, I think uh, that was uh, Frank's issue with one of his, yeah. as the neighbor pushed all the water towards him. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, those extenders are very are are very good. The other thing that we have, some of them we inherited from the previous owner, some of them we invested in, are you can get. And you can get them either plastic or I think they're like stone or granite. I haven't looked at them that carefully, but the um, they're sort of they look sort of triangular and they're sort of extenders for when the runoff comes out of the downspout. You can actually have this to keep the water from going into the ground until it gets about another two or three feet away from the downspout yeah. outlet. Those are also really fantastic. And I checked the pricing on Home Depot before we did the webs the episode tonight. You could do all. You know, we've got four downspouts at our house. We could read. We could add all of those features to them for like thirty bucks. I mean, yeah. this is like four or five bucks a unit. Um, a granite downspout downspout extender was Hang on. Those, those dollars. Things, whoa, slow down. Those things are not granite. Those are those are PVC concrete. No, no, no this was stone, the... not plastic. Oh, really? Minor plastic. This is a work stone fine. extender. Six dollars at the Home Depot, six miles from my house. In gotcha. stock, baby. In there stock. You go. So uh, they're waiting for him to pick a, up after taping. Exactly. This is a tremendously uh, Easy low cost yeah. uh, way to do it. And frankly, even if you're moving into a new house or you have a house where you you have had no water issues whatsoever, I would say get those anyway. An ounce of prevention, man. Yeah. yeah. It it you can you can hide them fairly well in gardens and shrubbery and whatnot. Um, the plastic ones you can actually bend to work with whatever landscaping features you have. Uh, they are fantastic. So I would seriously consider uh, doing those for anybody that um, is thinking about it. So I was gonna say the other thing you could look talking in. about with prevention is also cleaning out the. Um, the detritus that gets in there from the trees or whatever it may yes. be. I mean, that's, that's where I always had it. Yeah. You're always yep. going to get with a rainstorm, whatever you some of those asphalt pebbles are going to come off your shingles and they add up with all the other stuff. My, I mean, I have a lot yep. my, my, nearly my whole roof is covered by trees 
and so stuff just falls down in there and i actually yep. had an issue where i had i have covers but they don't work as well as i would like right. and i'm I just haven't found a set that works well for me and they just block up. So you have to be proactive and try to get in there and clean them up as much as possible. Yeah. So I have not, I do not have gutter covers on my, uh, in my house. I clean the gutters like once in the spring and once in the fall. And then I check them sort of throughout the year. My thought is if you get gutter covers, you just end up having to clean off the gutter covers rather than cleaning out the gutters. Um, yeah, but I'm open to suggestions. Like, I don't, I, I'd be curious to do a poll of the disaster dads and see like what we, what everybody has at their house. So when I, when Better I bought covers. the house, we, we had covers, but they were like a mesh covering on it. It was a yeah. wire mesh went over. And that was fine. Whatever. It kept the big leaves out, but we have a maple tree with those little whirly bird things. Yeah. Well, they drop through and mm-hmm. then they start sprouting. So it was a matter of unscrewing them, bending them back, reaching around, scooping all that crap out. I was complete nonsense of cutting up my arms and whatnot. We got the new gutters. Just take them off. It is by far easier for me to just get up on the roof two, three times a year. Pro tip, take a leaf blower. Just drop that thing into the five-inch gutter and blast everything out, and you're done in 10 minutes. That's actually a good. Idea. The I haven't thought about the leaf blower because yeah, we I, have the I cheap, think, we have the cheapo covers and those those maple leaves get in there and the oak um, the oak pollen pods fall down through there yeah. and all of that. Mm-hmm. I actually had a company come out and um, you know do a whole estimate because they have a mesh type of thing like you have for those reusable coffee filters. They essentially had that type of mesh that went over that would let everything run over. It was gonna. At the time, because I was a fresh new homeowner, so I, I didn't know exactly what I was – I should have done it. It was only going to be like you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever because they were going to fix the gutters and then put these covers on and do all that. But I was a baby homeowner, and I just was like, eh, not really an issue, but thanks for coming by because I saw them and I asked them to come because I knew I was going to have the issue. So, yeah. Yeah, easy ways to clean the gutters. I just go up run the leaf blower, blast everything out. And then I actually have a, a wand. It's it's kind of a pressure washer used with your garden hose. Mm-hmm. Pop that on, <laughs> extend that up, and then just aim for the downspouts and just blast everything out. So, wait, uh, under can an you hour. Give Joe, can you give Joe some more details on the wand? <laughs> it's extendable. Oh. And it... And, It'll easily reach up to your gutters. Just turn it on. Oh, Joe is bad right now. He's not. Damn it! Is my mic not working? Damn it! We got, uh, we're we're getting back static in the static running. phase again. Uh, yes. uh, Dan's got so, his mind in the gutter. All right. So um, there's there's another important thing that you need to factor in. So if you get water in your basement, you have your sump pump, you have your shop vac, you have everything. You've cleaned up everything. You think you're okay. This is something that will come up. Your wife will want to buy lots of new stuff for the basement after you've cleaned up the water. Really? Well, we've already gotten water in the basement, so we might as well just invest in some new things for the basement. And now you are part of the If You Give a Mouse a Cookie series. Yes. <laughs> there is, by the way, approximate how, – how old is the country filter. now? 300 years? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Joe, Joe just hung up. Uh, <laughs> the 
you, there is no good. There is no way out of this. This is like that Star Trek test that there's no good answer to. Uh, what is it called? The, the Kobayashi uh, Maru. The, the, yeah. Thank you. This is the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> I, oh, uh, wait, are we getting into Star Trek references? And Joe just left. He is yes. going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so there is no good way to respond to that so just you just need to factor it in yeah. understand that you're going to have to buy new whatever it happens to be that's in the basement and you know our hearts our, our thoughts and prayers are with you during this difficult time there's no way around it it is an impossible scenario uh, no here's the thing if if your wife wants to buy a new couch for the basement fine perfect yeah give her your height add a foot there you go. You have a place to nap. And right. Any any piece of furniture in a basement needs to be nap accessible. Yes. And strong. My wife, my yeah. wife and I agree on that one. So that's yeah. strong. I've got it easy. So um, the other thing to think about um, when you when you're dealing with this, if you have if you have frequent water in the basement, or if you dealt with a really serious amount of water in your basement, even just <clears> one <throat> event, actually consider consider changing your air filters for your overall HVAC yeah. ahead of schedule. Like we do it sort of like twice a year, uh, maybe once a year uh, kind of kind of scenario whenever I remember to do it. If you have if you if you're running your HVAC which can you act as a dehumidifier yeah. if it's the right time of year, um, that's going to put a lot of extra strain on your air filters for that system. So consider swapping those out a little bit faster than you normally would. Yeah. Um, it's, it's again, not something you need to do, but something that you, you can think about doing. Our air filters are also in our basement, so it's sort of easy for me to remember to think to do. Ours are, ours are in the basement, too. The one other thing I would say, you know, as you're planning or whatever, if you, not just in the basement, and I have to say this because it still is, is on my... Um, on the list, my wife pulls up whenever I screw up something or whatnot, or I try to do something. If you hear weird noises, investigate it. Uh, you, you know, we had just bought the house, and I heard this noise. It was, you know, I just thought it was actually the, the heater the, for the first time kicking on. It was that time of year or whatever. No. Turned out that a 55-year-old solder weld just decided to bite the ghost, and uh, it was in the ceiling of the guest room running through the ceiling leaking throughout the whole guest room and i was hearing the waterfall going outside and um i couldn't figure out why the dog was freaking out and it i let it i was at the house for four hours while this was doing it so um if you hear weird noises or whatever just take yep. a couple minutes and try to investigate if you're not familiar with it oh uh, yeah i'm i don't need my wife to tell me that i i am hypersensitive to any kind of noise yeah. that is yeah, yeah. I just so I, I, like know, I'm, I know I am now hypersensitive does. to any type of thing because yeah. I know I have a pinprick leak in the basement that I've been trying to patch because I really don't want to deal with it right now, and so anytime I hear this noise, I'm like, "Fuck! Did it yeah. go? Is it worse than that now? Oh, yeah. oh, when am I going to be able to call my guy? I need him over here yeah. now." There was one rainstorm. The gutter sounded. I can hear that one of the downspouts in my bedroom, and it sounded off. And so I thought something else was leaking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was walking around the house like a nut. Yeah. Turned out it was fine. The gutter was yep. just having a weird day. <laughs> awesome. Like we all do. But anyways, sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to sidetrack. I know I, I have a tendency no, no, to do no, that, that, but that's, that's something. Good. Um, the other thing is just as you're going through cleanup, and we can talk about pro versus just do it yourself, 
um, drywall, um, molding around yeah. the ba- the floors, everything that can actually all get dried out pretty effectively. When we had our covered by insurance rebuild in our basement, we were actually able to able to save. We didn't end up having to replace any um, any drywall, and most of our floorboards were or most of our molding on the floor. Uh, most of the trim work around the floor was fine and was able to get uh, dried out with some pretty heavy duty fans, uh, etc. So. Um, don't don't give up the ship just because there's been yeah. some water in there. If you are pretty aggressive, you get the dehumidifiers running down there. Uh, whatever fans you have in the house, actually, just sort of start blowing them up the stairs. Box fans are great, um, but even just like a, a sort of you any, know any regular any, sort of fan, any yeah, regular old fan. fan that you have would be great to just get get some of the moist air out of the um, out of the basement. Uh, can be very effective. So going back to the uh, insurance piece um, and what they'll pay for and what they won't. When my basement had the serious flood, they did come in and they cut off about three feet of drywall yep. all the way around, and had to put in new shoe molding and new toe molding. Yeah. So um, we we thought we were headed that way, Frank. When we had our our plumbing fail, when we had well, we ended up re and when we have the dads over. For um, for our swim, and uh, on Memorial Day we can I'll, I'll give you guys a tour of what we dealt with, um, but um, we were able to actually salvage all of our drywall and all of our. Nice. Floor. But we but I thought we were going to be doing that. I thought we were going to be going through with an exacto and cutting off yeah. drywall. But yeah, would... and that's what they did. They the guy came in. There was a demo guy that came in, and he just took all that stuff yep. out. Um, and then they had a, a claims adjuster come in from Texas who wasn't familiar with the area or the market. Oh, fantastic. So no problems under, whatsoever. Underestimated how much everything was going to cost. Right. And so I ended up getting a very small reimbursement check. Oh. And I thought that was odd. So I went back to the insurance company with a list of stuff um, and costs. And we got a bigger a bigger reimbursement check um, to cover the full amounts plus a little extra. To that point, Frank, when we had had a cast iron waistline that cracked and flooded our basement, so it has a lifespan of 60 years, the house is 60 years old, so you're there. They did not send the claims adjuster because it was covered by insurance, and we contacted them. They said it was such a mundane thing. They didn't need to send the adjuster, but they would if I wanted to, but they pressured us kind of not to have an adjuster sent out. They underestimated it, and then as I tried to fight it, I couldn't ever win, and they would never then send someone out because they did all the, their regular you know, back-end whatever. You have a basement ceiling, and they assume it's a drop ceiling. My basement ceiling is actually two levels of drywall with uh, acoustic tile attached onto it, so it's more expensive than your regular dry- but they wouldn't they wouldn't believe it even with the letter from the contractor. So if you get the opportunity for an adjuster, take it. You know, no matter the mm-hmm. kind of pressure they give you not to have an adjuster come out, take it. Because it costs them a little bit more money. But I think in the end, it will be better for you. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to deal with two different contractors and in a claims adjuster who knows where they were. And it just yeah. did not work well for me. Yeah. I gave up. And I, so, I, I and quit and fighting. I, think... I was the person they wanted. I quit fighting because it was too much work. Yep. And, and, and I think, you know... 
this is, I, I think as we wind down here a little bit, because I think we're running into time, um, you know, anytime you get something like water in the basement, water in your house or anything, it's a high stress situation. It's something that is going to, it sucks. There's no easy way around it. It's something you're going to have to deal with immediately and then also long term. To the extent that you've thought through how you can deal with it ahead of time, you're going to be far better off in the longer term. Yeah. So not just thinking like, oh, what would happen if water were to come into my basement? But just sort of like literally going through and thinking through like which power outlets am I going to use? Which extension cord am I going to use for which piece of equipment? Where am I going to keep all of the equipment so that I know that when it when the event happens, um, I can go because the faster you're able to respond to the incident, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And uh, it's never going to be fun to deal with it, but by like. And once we got our, our and we always, we, we, my wife and I sort of joke about it that we're total morons because it took us like six years to get new gutters installed in our house. Uh, but by like the, the third or fourth time that we would get water in the basement, like we knew exactly how to go. It was like, all right, grab the extension cords, grab the shop vac, grab the, the carpet cleaner, blah, 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 blah. I would start working on it. An hour later, all the water would be done and it would, it was no big deal. But, um, but the learning, first time it happened, learning curve was the the, yeah, the, the learning curve is insane. F out. Yeah. You, buying a house, you don't learn anything after the first problem. Uh, you know, as soon as I hear a rainstorm, I am lawn cleaning. I am checking the gutters and, and cleaning my exterior drain. Those are my my hit points. And right. it took me several years and several rainstorms to get all of that. It also helps um, to have good friends on speed dial. Good friends bring, who will bring shop backs or come help do with whatever you know. Yep. Call the people. Thank you, if you thank need you, that. Eric. Hey, I got to climb yeah. on a roof in a rainstorm and it was legal. I'm game. Yeah, cause, well, it's because I I was about to get. I was not allowed. Basically, <laughs> yep. I think yep. I had a kid at that point and you didn't yet, so uh, yeah. you were less liability. But <laughs> I got I got if if we're winding down, I got one anecdote. We keep talking about water in the basement, and I got a different story to end on. If you guys want it. Hit it. Take all right. We all we were talking about the basement, but how about water in your kitchen? Um, if you look in my kitchen, you have a sink, the kitchen sink, the dishwasher, and re- uh, the refrigerator, and then our back door out to our deck. Uh, there was one day uh, I was at another point in the house, and I hear my wife yell, Rob, there's a puddle in the kitchen, and it's getting bigger. I come in, and sure enough, from under the refrigerator, here's a puddle forming. My no, first no, thought no, is, no, no. we need a new refrigerator. This is not going to end well. So I, yeah. I pull the refrigerator out, you know, six, eight inches. The ice maker hose uh, flips out and is just spewing water. Yeah. I open the back door and I'm holding the hose and it is just shooting water into my yard. And I was like, well, now what do I do? All right. I've got the, <laughs> so I get my wife to go over here, hold this hose. I go under the kitchen sink and sure enough, there's a valve in one of the pipes shut that sure. off we have no hot water or cold water now to the sink but we don't have we don't have an ice maker anymore either so i end up going in pulling that valve just out of the innards of the sink altogether and solving that problem yeah you're making sure your hose so, wasn't shooting where it shouldn't exactly too bad joe left oh, <laughs> phrasing <laughs> subtitle of this episode yeah no but so that was also- a fun one for us 
also, you know, you see it, try to deal with it as quickly as possible, and don't be afraid of what you're going to find because it can't be worse than your imagination says it is. Yeah, and I think there's one other thing that we should stress throughout the whole thing. So you have water in your basement. If you open up your basement door and you see water coming up halfway up your flight of stairs, don't go down in there. Yeah. Be safe. That water could be charged. It's touching electrical outlets. There's no ground faults down there. And your power could charge that whole Oh, I have GFRs in my basement. Yeah. So just be safe. Make sure that, you know, if there's if there's water in the basement, there's a chance it could be charged and yeah. you don't want to yep. touch it. Well, Usually in basement. Line, it could be an alligator too. Yeah. God knows what else. But that's right. good. Yep. I appreciate that, Frank. Any other closing thoughts, uh, Senior Dan? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> all right. With that, I want to thank Dan and the, all the other dads for this uh, this episode on, on water in the basement. But it's also kind of water wherever it is in your house. Mine was in the attic. Someone's in the side door. Someone's in the kitchen. So, I mean, it's... It, you know, the, the simplest points that Dan put out there, know where some of your quick shutoff valves are, do a walk around of your house and just be familiar with what you have going on. We're, we're just dipping our toe in what is a very deep, deep subject. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just, we're just wading into it here. Yeah. Um, but don't go chasing remember, waterfalls. Still, still waters run deep. So this is, I, I, uh, this is I a think this is the part where we really... say we panic so you don't have to. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.